Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Avatar, The Way of Water. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, John. How are you this week? I'm feeling great. How's you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> oh, Happy New Year, by the way. We're not recording it on the 1st of January, but this episode comes out on the 1st January, so a happy 2023. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So yeah, let's... let's yeah. Uh, we, we, we talked about the first Avatar a couple of weeks ago, so you can check that video out if you are interested but let's talk about avatar the way of water briefly explain the plot for those who don't know okie dokie <coughs> jake sully and Natiri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together however they must leave their home and explore the regions of pandora when an ancient threat resurfaces, jake must fight a difficult war against the humans so yeah it certainly has been a lot of hype around this one what did you think oh spoilers yeah oh yes oh god yes full spoilers if you haven't seen avatar the way of water definitely do and then come back and you can hear all of our ramblings about the film so yeah what did you think what did i think oh my god oh my okay i've seen this in 3d this was like an out-of-body experience Watching it in the cinema with the 3D glasses, which I haven't worn for years, I sat there and I was just amazed with everything in the film. And this is cinema. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. This was just an amazing film that just pieced together perfectly. And it made me thought about this is one of the genres I really like, you know, like exploring worlds and recurring villain as well. That's the one thing I miss, like recurring villains. Like, yes, that's what I need. But oh my God, this was just incredible. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I haven't seen a 3D film in possibly around a decade to the point where I didn't even have any 3D glasses. I bought some new ones. (laughs) Honestly, this doesn't make me want to see everything in 3D, but it reassures me that Avatar is, and James Cameron is creating this experience that is on such a different level. You know, we can say this now because 2022 is over, but we can say pretty confidently that this year, while it has had some real stinkers of blockbusters, it's also brought in some of the best and most imaginative and well-made blockbusters that we've seen in a long time with the Batman, with Top Gun Maverick, even at the end of 2021 with Dune. You look at all of those films and then you add Avatar The Way of Water and this really is the antidote to all the complaining that we do, to all of the times that we watch an MCU movie or Uh. something like Uncharted or Fantastic Beasts and we look at it and the movies look visually terrible and the stories are all over the place. Whereas this, it's just the opposite of that in all the best ways. Yeah. And the music as well, it just merged together with everything in the film. And oh my god, the CGI has been improved Holy a lot. Shit. Did you see Spider Vidinavi? I don't know what's real anymore. I, I feel like really that is just incredible. And then I'm just like beyond amazed how they've done the underwater sequence. Oh my yeah, honestly, god, I was, was just... just like. This film has been in the making for so long and they have pushed the technological developments of this movie so far. And I think that's the, you know, the first and foremost thing that I think the Avatar series excels at is the visuals and the way that it takes you away into this world and the way that it crafts it. The stories, of course, stray into fairly generic, stereotypical, not a knock on that. 
because I think the stories are still very well done. But the thing that you come to Avatar and the thing that Avatar needs to deliver is the visual spectacle. And I think that this film, as you said, it was an out-of-body experience. It was something that I haven't experienced in a film for so long. Like, I think the last time I did was yeah. The Batman, which, yeah, that, that was still only about, what, nine months ago? But still, it's felt like forever since I've had a... Not even films like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I would count as a blockbuster, and I'm sure will come up next week when we talk about the best films of 2022. That film was great, and I would definitely say it was like a blockbuster, but these big films don't sweep me away in the way that this film did. And that was amazing. Like, I spoke last week. I said briefly that there was a couple of times CGI didn't didn't really fit. And I will elaborate on that. It was specifically whenever humans were interacting with their surroundings. Like at the end when Neytiri meets Jake in his human form. It is a little bit off. But in this film, all yeah. that is gone. Every, as you're saying, every time there's a human and interacting with a Na'vi or on Pandora, it is seamless it is beautiful and the way that the water interacts with like the navi skin it, honestly it's 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 visual effects on just a, another plane of existence yeah and it just completely just blew my mind of like, like how much detail they put into like the first one cool pandora floating stuff floating islands and then in this film <laughs> they explore the way of the water with like sign language with like a whole different region of like water and then plants Animals, it felt like I was watching a Dave Nattenberg documentary. I don't know, just like, <laughs> here we have a whale and its mother. I don't know, bro. It, no, that's a, it was that's just a amazing. Dark, that's a dark David Attenborough documentary. We have a whale and its mother being hunted by humans. Oh, no, I mean, no, that was, please don't that please was, remind me that, that was scene. such that was a so powerful. Sad. That's such a powerful part about this. Like, I feel like both films have a message of saving the environment and protecting Mother Nature. And this film takes it yeah. to another level and is very overtly just like, save the whales. God damn it. Look at how they're suffering. God damn it. We need to save like, the whales. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, you know, yeah, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about whale hunting. It's not something that I've ever been taught at school or anything like that. It's not something that I know yeah. aside from maybe like some adverts or maybe like some segments on some TV shows when I was younger. It's not something that I've seen a lot of stuff, but this is the most raw and emotional ways of presenting this in the way that genuinely I was just a bit of a wreck in the cinema watching these scenes and watching the pain of these creatures. These creatures that, you know, the film absolutely basks in their beauty. And, you know, I very proudly, I have seen a tale of a whale once. <laughs> That's the closest I've ever got. But oh. it was... Just seeing oh. a small bit of a whale. I was in Scotland. I saw an orca. Just, just the tail. It just kind of crested uh -huh. over the, huh. over the water, um, and it was beautiful. And <laughs> was just that, it transfixed me. And I was like, "That's beautiful." But seeing the way that yeah. James Cameron realizes these—they're not, they're not even real whales. They're space whales, and they're really cool. Space whales. It made oh, me so feel cool. things. It was great. <laughs> oh my god! And that whole sequence when. Oh, it was such a powerful sequence, but it was so sad when they were hunting the whales. And I was like, humans suck. Yeah, we, we yeah. do that. We really, yeah. really do. It's 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 very similar to, to, to like the home tree destruction in the first film. Yeah. You've got the humans who are loving it. They're in it for the money and they're having fun doing these horrible things. And then you might have one or two characters who are sitting there absolutely devastated that they're having to watch this and that they're compliant with these things. They're an accessory to these atrocities. And that is horrific to watch. 
and yeah. and it makes you think in the real world when people are hunting whales there's probably nobody there who is feeling bad about it there's probably no one there with a conscience whereas in this one there are at least a couple of characters like jermaine clements as the marine biologist when i saw him i was like i swear to god if you make bad jokes and like take me out of of the movie because jermaine clement is a comedian you know like i've seen him in very funny things he's a very funny guy and i was expecting him to come up and be like making jokes about it but no genuinely like they didn't take me out of the immersion and you know him talking about like how clever the whales are and how they're more clever than we will ever be and how seeing this is what makes him drink genuinely just really great character building for such a small person and yeah. it all comes together to make you feel so many emotions and the one really really interesting detail in this sequence was that they were getting this liquid that was inside the whale and that was this serum to make humans not age at all and it got me thinking you know like are they not going for the material in the first one on obtainium and i wonder that material price went down and then they found this serum so that made me think about like they are just compulsively getting some materials that they thought they were going to get with around Pandora. And that is just like the same thing that's affecting Earth. You know, like the materials that we need, trees, animals, whale hunting. And, you know, it just reflects everything in this film. You know, this is just a strong message that we need to hear about what's happening around the world. Yeah, there's so much that reflects the real world. And in the last film, there was a lot about colonialization you know, destroying nature. There's a lot to be said about that, and I think there's definitely something to be said about, you know, the kind of white saviorness of the narrative of the first movie. But that's not really as present in this one. That's definitely something that we didn't really talk about last week, and I do want to say that's a valid criticism, and definitely something that shouldn't be ignored. But in this one, it is more about, like, these kind of environmental things. You you think about in the real world, people kill whales for just this small amount of oil oil that does not condone killing a species to the point of near extinction whereas in the movie they are taking it just for this small bit this serum as you're saying that kind of makes humans not age and again they are separating children from like their parents in these big whales and you know even like the navi and and the land have this connection to these whales and the way they present it is all so so amazing and you're right the the unobtainium stuff the stuff from the first film takes a back seat and we're exploring pretty much entirely the film is exploring a completely different section of pandora and i do think that in the coming sequels we will come back to the unobtainium stuff you know we see the humans land more ships and they build this big base which they say that they've done more in one year than they had in the last 30 so you know they've got a lot that they're doing and i think that that's really interesting and there's definitely a, there's definitely a lot to be said about all that. But I also think that you know again this is this at the end of the day is an action fantasy adventure, and it uses the messages that it wants to tell in the best possible way. Because my God, when the whale attacks at the end, it's the most cathartic shit I have ever yeah. seen. Just like there are just so many great moments Come up where. Yes. Yeah, right? Where, like, the main whales, there's like, this big build-up, 
and the, and all the villains are on a boat and the whale rises out of the water and crashes down onto the boat and it messes everything up and then when they're firing at it it's deflecting missiles with its big old hammerhead Dang. thing at the front of its head and there's a really cathartic moment where the main guy who's hunting whales the whale slices off his arm in such a brutal sequence the whole thing was just so cathartic to watch that was such a cool sequence the one thing that I also love about the film is the balance of the characterization in this film. You're going in the cinema and you're seeing something that is three hours long. Yes. And the one thing that I'm really, really nervous about, like when watching like huge blockbuster films, like are they going to balance the characterization? Are they going to balance character arcs? Are they going to explore some details about why these characters are worthy for this film? And it does that. And I was just blown away with like the cast as well. I mean, you got returning cast like Sam Worthington and then Sigourney Weaver. But the one thing that really surprised me was like how balanced it was throughout the film. I was like constantly engaged. Wait, Vin Diesel? I don't know. I, no, I also noticed no, no, this. No. Vin Diesel is on the cast list on Google. Um, I think he's not in the movie. That. He might be cast in the sequels, but he's not in the movie. Um, also, Michelle Yeoh's in it. She's in, she's in the third one. She's not in the second one, but she's cast in the third oh, one. Oh, why? I was curious. I was like, is that Mr. Doctor? Did I imagine, can you imagine if Vin Diesel... I don't, I don't know if I want to see Vin Diesel in an Avatar movie. Or maybe I do. Maybe that's what we need in our society. Maybe Vin Diesel's going to just, like, take it to the oh next God. level. You know what this film's all about, don't you? Family. Family. <laughs> and you get that with the, with the kids in the movie. They definitely, like, the kids probably do more than, than the adults in the first one. The adults in the first one take a back seat and it's more about like these kids learning to understand yeah. the way of water and themselves. I thought that was, that was really good. And I think that this is something that turns a lot of people off, which is the length of the movie. Now, I, I'm with you. I'm always worried like, oh my God, what if this is horrifically paced and I can feel every minute, yeah. every minute of the three hour runtime and I know people that don't like the first one because it's really long. And obviously we talked last week. I think the first one's pacing is immaculate and I literally have no problems with it. It whizzed by like that for me. I even had a conversation. Sorry to throw you under the bus here, friend who I had a conversation with. But I had a conversation with somebody last week who said that films shouldn't be above two hours. And that every film, they should make every filmmaker make their film under two hours, which is... The most bonkers thing I've ever heard. That is mad. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, was... <laughs> friend of Tom. That does sound a bit mad because it's like saying a book can't be over 200 pages or something like that. Like, come on. It's about the story and exploration where, you know, where the filmmaker wants to go. And it depends on the pace. Think about that. Mm. It depends on oh, the pace of, course. of the film. Oh, of course. 100%. The pacing is really important. It can't be too slow. It can't be too fast either. I watched... Star Wars The Force Awakens recently and I found that film was so unbearably fast it never took a moment to breathe and every time it did it was so incredibly brief and that film ends up feeling like it goes on forever because it crams so much in but then again really slow films go on forever as well because they take too much time I feel like the first Avatar movie gets it to the sweet point. And I'm sorry, but when a filmmaker is made to make their vision less than two hours, I mean, look at Justice League, when they tried to make that movie, which is four hours long, when they tried to make that two hours, it suffered so much because it took out so yeah. many important things. I think that films can be however long they want. And James Cameron said, he has said that his current cut for the third Avatar movie is nine hours long. 
I that can't tell you. I am so ready for that. You give me two pee breaks, I will happily, happily sit in the cinema for nine two, hours and two, watch two Avatar pee, 3. Uh, Just two pee take, breaks. Uh, That's it. I don't take pee breaks at all. No, 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 me neither. But are you telling me that you could sit in a cinema for nine hours and not pee? <laughs> I couldn't. I'll take intermissions. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I can take some water and then I'll just be like... I, I mean, I had to take water to see Avatar Way of the Water. Because water... Yes, but one hour, <laughs> it's three hours long. I'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. I need water. But then, way of the water, I could be fully immersed into the you water. You can just, you just pour water on yourself. <laughs> and then people That's be like, the way to go. oh my God, he's actually immersing himself. Did uh, you get the advert before the film started about the Olympic swimmers who were like, whoa, yes, we're, in, yes, we're in the way of water? Yes. Ah, <laughs> the way of water mad. connects us all. Yeah. But like, Honestly, this film. So I got somebody called me in the middle of the film, right? I didn't I didn't answer because of course I yeah, like on the phone. The audacity. (laughs) I know. So like in the middle of the film, and I had my phone off, obviously, but my watch was vibrating. So I I checked my watch just just to see what it was. And I was like, no, I'm not answering that because I'm watching Avatar. But I noticed that I was 50 minutes through. And I was like, holy shit. How? Like, the pacing of this one, again, I didn't feel it at all. It didn't feel like three hours in the slightest. It went by like that. And I thought that it, again, I don't understand how somebody can look me in the eye and say, I don't want to watch it because it's too long. Because I wanted more from this film. Like, yeah, same. I, I was, like, seeing that. I was like, <laughs> please. <laughs> I know that we can don't hear me, but please. Yeah, it's please. like, genuinely, if I could criticize this this film, the plot isn't as tight as the last one yeah what yeah i understand uh-oh yeah uh-oh uh-oh someone is at my door oh. I- i'm gonna have to mute I- and then I'll-, I'll be back yeah the plot wasn't as tight as tom mentioned i mean there were some dramatic parts but it was really cool to you know explore around like quartage 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 tom if you can hear this in editing i'm so sorry i can't even say his name quartage quartage so, you know, with the whole thing with Courage being an avatar throughout the film. And that was really interesting. In the trailer, I did not realize that was Courage. But in this, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're, they're exploring something else. But I kind of wish they explored, like, more tensions. It was my bloody grandparents. Sorry, ah. my grandparents were just here. They were giving Christmas presents for some reason. Oh, did they tell you in advance? No. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh. So I thought it oh. was my mum. I thought it was my mum. So I got annoyed and I was like, I told you not to disturb. And then I realized it was my grandparents. I was like, oh, hi. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was talking. I, yeah, I heard, I, I, heard, I heard basically uh, what you were saying. Yeah. The thing about this movie, and this is why I want an extra half an hour, maybe. The film doesn't develop fully everything that it's trying to do. For example, Neytiri, she's not in this movie that much. What she does get is great, but I would have liked to explore, you know, how does she feel about leaving her home? She talks about it a little bit at the beginning, but we don't really get to see her acclimatizing to this new kind of place. And Spider, we don't get to feel his struggle between human and Navi. That isn't really developed. And as you're saying with Quaritch, they don't really develop the fact that he is now in an Avatar body. It's all there, all the pieces are there, but they could have been stronger. And it's not a huge deal. It's not like, it doesn't really ruin the movie. But when I say that I want this movie to be longer, (laughs) I mean it. Like, 
I do. I, really I need do it think to be half it... an hour longer. Yes, yeah. it's just like give it me, man. Like I'm absolutely fine with this. I definitely think that, like, yeah, these kinds of films, it's difficult to make him, like, this is another thing that my friends were saying. They were saying the only films that should be longer than two hours are Lord of the Rings. And I don't disagree that Lord of the Rings is amazing, but there's a reason why Lord of the Rings is amazing, because it takes its time and the pacing is so good. And the way that it crafts everything in its three-hour runtime is so meticulous. Yeah. And I think that this film is, is, is very similar, but could be done a little bit better. Yeah, I, I see. Like, it just needs to reel the pieces together. Maybe it'll do that in the third one. How Corey Nine hours long. Me. Please, please. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll be like, oh, I'd, I'd okay, take need it. to really clear would. the schedule. Nine hours? Yeah, I'll be fine. If it's nine hours, they could literally turn that into a trilogy of its own, <laughs> where each film is three hours long. Oh, like, my that's... God. That's how long a nine-hour movie would be. I think that would also be the longest movie ever made because I think the longest movie at the moment stands at like seven hours. What is the longest (laughs) movie ever made? The Cure for Insomnia. Oh, my God. That title stands alone. How long is it? It's 85 hours. No way. Really? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you say 85 hours? I'm not joking. It says 85 Holy hours. Shit. Never mind. Never mind. Avatar won't even come close. That's insane. That is insane. Okay, it's an experimental film directed by John Henry Trimmers V. Wow. Wow. Okay, wait. Should we watch it? <laughs> should we spend should we should we spend four days <laughs> watching it? It's the <laughs> Or do you have to be an oh insomnia? Or do you have to have, right. you have, to have an let me, insomnia? Let me, check, <laughs> let me check on Amazon if it's still there. Do they have it on VHS? Imagine this, it was in VHS. How many tapes <laughs> would it have? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know how I don't know how how many how much time a VHS tape can hold. Quite a lot, I guess. Oh my god, we we've derailed insomnia, right? <laughs> we've derailed right, so far. Back to Avatar. I wanna ask. So this film, as you as you mentioned whilst I was gone, this film see or maybe you mentioned it before then, I don't really know. This film okay. sees Sigourney Weaver come back as Kiri, the miraculous conception of Grace from the first film. But this is Sigourney Weaver playing a teenager. What did you think of that? Okay, I did not realize that it was mostly Sigourney Weaver playing. Oh, really? I was like, no way that's Sigourney Weaver. Because the physicality, like how it it was like that, and the voice acting. I didn't realize that was also Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. It was just weird. I thought that wasn't really Sigourney Weaver at all. And I thought it was just a brand new actor. Or I mean, uh... it's insane. Like, it was so impressive. I mean, I noticed because I think because I knew. But I thought I agree with uh, you. The, phys- the physicality. Actually, well, yeah. I... <laughs> well, I mean, you have an Empire subscription, right? Yes, Tom. I, I, Did... I knew it was going to be her, but I realized. Yeah, you, you no way that's her. That was actually on the cover. It was, hey, so Gwen yes. is playing a, yes, playing a teenager. Tom. <laughs> I know, but I was like, no way that's Sigourney Weaver because she played it so well. I yeah, know, she did. It's just so bizarrely weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kept on imagining. Just like all the kids in the movie, like on set with just 70 year old Sigourney Weaver being like, hey, kids, I'm not your buttercup. Let's 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 go swimming. Like, I just imagine her like three foot taller than everyone else. Was she walking around her knees? Was there a body double? I mean, how they did it was just so well integrated and just like, wow, this movie was just pushing boundaries on every single level. 
Oh, she's 73. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she must be 69 when the film was made. They filmed two and three at the same time, and they filmed it quite a while ago. But they were, apparently, I think they were doing reshoots as late as 2022. So, you know, that they've been... Whoa. whoa, whoa, I think they were working on it until the last minute. That was crazy. James Cameron would be like, okay, everyone back to the studio after the premiere of Avatar 2. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Come on, guys. um, We've got nine hours to shoot. Stop eating the popcorn. Yes, we don't care about the Oscar. Come on, let's let's do the studio. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Do you think this movie is going to be an Oscar contender? Did it win anything at the Oscars? I I think the first one probably won visual effects. I mean, if if it didn't, that's a bit ridiculous. Wait, I don't know why I had this brainwave. I watched an interview of Bill Nye, great guy. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I watched the... Love Actually recently again. Great, He's so great good rock star. When did Pirates of the Caribbean: The Man's Chest? Did it come out All in right. two thousand nine? Something like that. Yeah, because he right. was David yeah. Jones. Okay, well, yeah. I've got I've got the Oscars. For oh, that's two thousand six. Sorry, two thousand six. Wow. Wow, jeez. Okay, so here's the first Avatar uh, Oscars. It won Best Visual Effects, Best Cinematography, oh, and Best Production Design. And it was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Sound Mixing, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Editing. So it won three, wow. but was nominated for a load of others. So I definitely think that a lot of those categories, so, the second one's gonna gonna probably get nominated for. If the second one doesn't win visual effects, I have no idea what is wrong with the Academy? <laughs> because this film yeah, is dude, far Academy... and beyond the greatest visual achievement I've ever seen. Yeah. When Avatar came out, the first one, I remember people talking about it, but Avatar 2, I hope the whole Avatar franchise gets more talked about because I think this is just a, an amazing visual achievement. Well, yeah. I mean, as, it's, as it stands, as we're on the day of recording this, recording this on the 21st of December, so obviously when the video comes out, it, it will have changed, but I think the box office currently stands at about half a million. Oh, wow. So it's it's doing well, it's doing well, but I, I have noticed that I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about it, like, in real life, so I don't really know how this is going to do, whether this is going to have legs. Yeah, so it's currently stood at $497,000, so... It's probably going to hit a billion, but the question is whether it will go beyond. And that actually brings me to my next point. Do you think this film deserves to be as big as the first one? Now, we didn't really talk about this two weeks ago when we did the first movie, but do you think that this film deserves... Because apparently, according to James Cameron, when he he spoke of GQ magazine, uh, he said that this film needs to become the third or fourth biggest film of all time to make a profit, which means it needs to gross over $2 billion. Now that's probably, he's probably over-exaggerating. It probably doesn't need to make over $2 billion. But do you think this film deserves to be alongside the first Avatar and Titanic and Avengers Endgame and be one of the highest grossing films of all time? In my personal opinion, yes. Because I feel like this film was just meant to see at the cinema. Like, it was meant to create that experience like you haven't experienced for years. And with those films, like, these are, like, experiences to watch at the cinema. I mean, Endgame. I mean, Endgame. Eh, eh, Endgame. Eh. Okay. But Avatar, Titanic. Yeah. I mean, I guess those... you could make an argument that Endgame, you know, is a, is a, is, is a good cinematic experience. Yes, with an audience, I guess. Like, you know, it's very yeah. hyped up. It's oh, very yeah, absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that people applauded at the end of... Yeah, game, yeah, I was, I was, which like, never man. happens at the cinema in the UK. Yeah, which never happens. People clap like, oh yes, oh yes, what a, uh-huh. what a good film. Yeah, a fine uh-huh. piece of cinema. Uh-huh. 
with this, I really hope it deserves this billion dollar. What James Cameron's trying to achieve, I hope it does, because I want to explore more of Pandora, but, but also to crown this film with the visual achievement and with the characterization, but also with the real building. And it just makes you want to watch more, which is absolutely incredible because usually with films, you'd be like, oh, that was a good film. I mean, he doesn't need to go for a sequel. When a film leaves you with something, you feel like, wow, I need to go back and watch it. And these films like Titanic or Avatar, they make you watch it again and like want to recreate that cinema experience. Like you can watch it in two weeks in the cinema when it comes out and it just makes you like, wow, this is what meant to be like a blockbuster and it just celebrates that feeling with Avatar Raid Water. It just makes you want to watch it again, which I want to do. And yeah, I hope it deserves to be like one of the top films at the box office. But not competitively, like something to see, you know, it deserves that, I hope, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, Titanic and Avatar are such technological advancements and they're just made so well. And I think that is such a big part of cinema, being able to realize these larger than life events in yeah. such an impressive way. Like, let's be honest, I think Martin Scorsese would say that that is, you know, definitely a big part of <laughs> a certain corner of cinema. But also yeah. to have something to say about the world and about people. And I think Titanic and Avatar exactly. really hit that. And I think The Way of Water has arguably a much more important thing to say than the first Avatar, which is yeah. about the oceans and the whales and the planet and protecting it. You know, the first Avatar has that message, but it's so much more important now, 13 years later. The world is genuinely in a horrible place right now. And the, the messages of protecting the planet it is very important right now. And I think that this, therefore, this film definitely comes at the right time. And obviously, there's also place for Marvel. There's place for Endgame. Endgame also has cinematic value. I think it has less cinematic value. But it's not for me to say. People like it. It's the, it's the second highest grossing movie of all time. Great. I'm with that 100%. But yeah, I do think I I would like this film to be up there with them because I mean, oh, is it as good as the original? Like, what what do you think? Is 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 Way of Water the it's, better it, Avatar movie? Hard. It's very hard to decide with, with both of them because I absolutely love them. But with the first one, I don't know. Something I said last week about there was a bit of dialogue that wasn't really right, which I think this film fixes. Yeah, the does. problems that the it problems does. that we had last week, the CGI being a little bit off sometimes, and, and the very expositional dialogue. This film definitely doesn't have those issues. The visuals are immaculate in every sense of the word, and the, the dialogue is so tight in a really great way. So yeah, I do think it improves there. And obviously in the visual department and avoiding a lot of the, as I said, a lot of the white savior stuff of the first movie. But I do think I preferred the first movie purely because I think the narrative is tighter. There's more stuff that slips through the gaps in this one. Stuff like developing certain characters that we didn't get have the luxury of. And therefore, mm. I would say the first one was better, but it's very close. Like it's... It's very they're, close. They're both yeah. fantastic films. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and to argue back with like the second one. Oh my god! Like it's so hard to like decide. I mean, the first one is just amazing in terms of like you know how it delves in with the world of Pandora and the narrative as well. But with the second one, I felt like that the second one was like a bridge. 
a narrative that is trying to work on the first one onto the third one. You know what I mean? Like it creates that. Yeah, they're like, introducing like, concepts that are gonna yeah. really soar in the future. You know, or 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 yeah. should I say, really dive? Funny, funny, good stuff. Uh, but I mean, uh, that I definitely think that the third one is gonna be huge narratively i'm I'm really excited for that there were some editing choices around the middle of this film oh yeah like they were some weird ones they would cut back and forth between the kids kind of learning the way of water and quaritch learning the way of the forest and like how to kind of be in tune with his navi body and get one of the, the 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 flying creatures and i think that the balance of the two wasn't always there but at the same time i really liked Having that angle of, you know, the kids and we get to know them before the final act where they're all in danger and we get to see them, you know, all like being happy and we get to see, you know, with Kiri, we get to see her exploring herself and this connection to the land that she has and Loak and he's a bit hot headed, but he ultimately wants to impress his dad and Took, who is just the cutest little child. And they're all kind of butting heads with like the other tribe. And I thought that all worked really, really well. Yeah. Quaritch just learning about how to be the Navi was an interesting concept. But I thought that's mm. going to bring a lot more into the third one. Like, mm. I wonder where he's going to go with that whole yeah. concept in the third one. Like, is he going to meet other Navi? At the end, when he starts to drown, I was like, are they going to kill him again and then bring him back every single film? They're like, ha, we recorded your <laughs> memories again. But no, I thought it was really That'd interesting. That would be funny. Yeah, right? Like, I, but I thought it was really interesting that Spider is his son and that Spider decides to save him at the end. Because there's a lot of this film which is about parenting family. and kids. It's, yes, it's, it's all about family. <laughs> and, family. Uh, you know, and, and, and kids wanting to impress their parents and this connection they have. And I thought that was all so cool and all realized so yeah. well yeah it was like visually shown as well with kiri i really like the whole concept of kiri as well but i'll get to that but like how she was guiding Nateri out the ship underwater with like with yes. all the lights and I oh my was so cool God. Like, that was the... cinema that that whole I, bit like I, that was I just know, like an amazing experience. i don't know if i've mentioned this but the visuals are incredible <laughs> they really the just visuals. i mean Oh, I on like that sequence. Oh. I was just, I was ascending in the cinema. I was just like, oh my god! I was like, this is heaven. It is. It really is. Like, like I, I know why Avatar depression is a thing. I understand yeah. now. Seeing it at the cinema, like I've probably never made a bigger blunder in my life to decide not to go and watch the re-release of Avatar in September of 2022. Wait, I can't believe I didn't do it. Oh my god, John, there was a re-release and I didn't do it. There was a re-release? I I, I have nightmares at night. I I can't believe that I missed it. There was a re-release? There was a (laughs) re-release. I know. Depression. (laughs) And I remember I saw a big poster for it and I was just like, I'm not too bothered. Why? I was a fool. I was was but a a, a simple-minded fool. But even in the action... There's this amazing sequence of Neytiri running through the boat, shooting arrows through people. And one moment where she stabs someone with an arrow, puts the arrow in her bow with the person's head still attached, and then lets go of the string. And the arrow goes through their head into the head of another Navi. Incredible. Cinema. It was so cool. It was so cool. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god, bro! I want to see it again now. I want to go and see the film that because yes. I feel like yes. I missed out a lot of things. But I feel like wow. But yeah, the first one, I agree, it's bare. Yeah. But definitely. in terms of like the second one, it's so close, so 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 close. Yeah. Like an inch. Absolutely. Yeah. What a what a movie! Yeah. What are you gonna give it out of ten? <laughs> oh my god, this is hard. Right, I'm gonna give it. A nine. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Nine out of ten. I'm just so happy that it was so good, so great. And great, yeah. Oh I God. think ev- I think everyone should go and watch it just for the Please spectacle. Do. You know, for Please do. Um... I, we need the James Cameron. We need to make <laughs> more movies. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Ah, oh, Avatar: Way of the Water. Please tell us <laughs> what you think about the film. This film was just something to see at the cinema and to experience. It's going to be super hard to replicate that when you're going to watch it on TV. Like, wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. that looks so cool. Absolutely, and and you know yeah. whether you're a fan of 3D or not, see it in 3D. You will definitely get an amazing experience from just taking that extra leap. Yeah, because 3D was a bit weird. You wouldn't really experience that much. Like, oh, cool, there's some stuff yeah coming out. I've never understood 3D until I watched this movie, and I was like, oh, right. I uh... get it. And I don't even think that the 3D was consistently amazing. You know, it wasn't like things were flying out at me the entire time. But it you you were was, just involved, yeah. It, just it, there was just the a, there was just like a, a level of depth that was just made you feel that like you're part <laughs> of it. Good joke. No, no, I don't I, know about you, but I want to go swimming. Same. Oh, that would be amazing. Like experience after watching Way of the Water, you just go swimming. I wish, I, wish I could. I wish I could go swimming with head, with headphones in, and just like swim uh, and, and listen, listen to... to the to the soundtrack. Oh, the single. Oh, the weekend. Amazing. That'll, that'll, I mean, what, be, heaven, that'll I mean, be heavenly. What 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 did we expect from the weekend? But like amazing, amazing song at the end. Nothing is lost. Exactly. Nothing is, there is lost. Nothing in lo- Damn. Ah, oh, the weekend. Listen to the weekend. He's great. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, that's Avatar: The Way of the Water. That's that, and that's a kickoff for 2023. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you liked it, you can give it a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we're going to be talking about our top 10 best films of 2022. (laughs) So will Avatar be there? Maybe, maybe not. You just have to tune in and see, but there definitely will be some all-time bangers and yeah definitely of course. looking forward to that and you can send us an email tell us your thoughts on avatar ask us questions about anything if you send us an email ask timefilmpod at gmail.com and we will reply to it right here on the podcast and you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at ask time film pod thank you for listening Take we did it given. we did it oh sorry we did it we did it lads <laughs> we did it we did it 2022 we movies we done yeah absolutely anyway absolutely uh, yeah absolutely yes absolutely definitely yes exception <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying take a weekend give nothing back goodbye goodbye